Hello listeners, episode 250 of Retro Encounter is on the horizon, and we are doing a mailbag episode. Please send emails to the address retro at rpgfan.com, and on episode 250 we will read aloud and respond to as many emails as we can. The questions can be whatever you like, but we especially want recommendations for games to play on the podcast, because we will be choosing one game suggestion from episode 250 for a Retro Encounter episode later this year. Now here is the latest episode of Retro Encounter. Hello and welcome to episode 243 of Retro Encounter, RPG fans' podcast of many topics once a week. My name is Mike Solosi, and this is RPG Villains. That's right, we are bringing back our... Uh, format that we experimented with a little bit in 2019. We did two episodes based on Shay Serrano's Brilliant Villains podcast, uh, dissecting the characters of Kefka from Final Fantasy VI and Luca Blight from Suikoden II. And uh, this time it's going to be a little different, because uh, we're doing a character that is across two games, and uh, we're also bringing in two new panelists, uh, starting with Joe Padilla. Howdy. And Hilary Andreff. Hi, everyone. So, Hillary and Joe, we are here to discuss Pokey Mitch, who might sometimes be called Porky, uh, depending on what translation of Mother 3 you're playing. Uh, basically starts out um, at, at the very beginning of Earthbound as an extremely unpleasant boy and uh, who encompasses many annoying traits of, uh, of bratty children. And by the end of Mother 3, he is a time-traveling... Uh, alien technology wielding supervillain who may have lived for tens of thousands of years. Um, yes, indeed. So, so uh, Pokey has a journey, let's say, and we'll go into that journey a little bit. But uh, mostly after um, after a little bit of discussion, we're going to hit the same points that we hit in every uh, villains podcast and see where that discussion takes us. But. Um, Let's go. I want to give an abridged version of Pokey's story. Pokey is the next door neighbor of Ness, the main character of Earthbound. Uh, and when Ness gets dragged into a uh, into a global conflict trying to save the world, Pokey goes on a similar journey. Where first he starts out as a uh, uh, as an advocate for the Blue Cult in outside of Tucson, then works for Mayor Monotoli's office in Foreside, but both of whom are, we should say, evil organizations that are being controlled in part by aliens. And then he joins the alien organization uh, himself and becomes an aide or some kind of ally of Gygas, the alien trying to destroy the world from the future in Earthbound. Then, an undetermined amount of time later, Pokey es- escapes Gygas' stronghold somehow during the events of Earthbound, and then an, in- an, in- an undetermined amount of time later... Uh, there's an apocalypse that ends the world of Earthbound, but Pokey, using time travel and space travel, sort of finds the post-apocalyptic world and the final colony of humans struggling to survive, and completely corrupts and destroys that community with capitalism and fascism and brute force. And uh, he ends the he ends the game. He loses the final battle against Lucas, the main character of of Mother Three, and and Lucas's companions, and locks himself in a super safe secret capsule, which basically makes um, Pokey completely invincible from harm, but also is completely impossible to escape. He ends the game in a prison of his own paranoia, 
and say with perfect safety, but also com- basically completely ending his life as as someone who has an effect on the world. Uh, it's 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 a a strange ending for a, a strange villain, but he's a, again a minor villain through most of Earthbound, and the ultimate villain for most of Mother Three. But he starts out as just an annoying neighbor kid next door. Uh, Hillary, uh, tell us a little bit ab- about you and Earthbound and Mother Three, and your sort of uh, short form thoughts on por- on Pokey or Porky. I- I'm probably going to use those names interchangeably. <laughs> no problem. Okay, so I'll, I'll summarize my thoughts because I th- from the the Earthbound podcast because I think I got into them a little bit there. <laughs> But most of most of that um, included me repeating that he's the worst. Um, just being, I think, and that's I think a lot because I personally really just adore Ness so much. I'm very protective of him, so that's probably why. Um, and I think another part of it is just there are multiple points in Earthbound, and I know we'll probably get a little bit more into this further on. But I think one of the things about Porky slash Pokey that makes him an interesting villain is there are multiple points in Earthbound where he has an opportunity to make a different decision. Um, And he doesn't. And he just kind of keeps steamrolling ahead. And as you see from kind of the end of Earthbound and Mother 3, it's probably ultimately from a desire to escape harm. But still, it's interesting. All right, and uh, Joe, same question to you. Um, your uh, thoughts on Pokey, so, um, somewhat truncated for the purposes of the podcast. Pokey is a, a little is a little brat um, who um, is a very clear um, is a very clear marker of what I usually see of uh, the you know billionaire capitalist class. Especially when you start when you visit New Pork City in Mother Three. Yep, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's, no, that's for damn sure. No pull, no punches pulled there. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, listeners, I am surprised if you're listening to this podcast without having heard our Mother Three podcast from a uh, from a month and a half ago or so. But uh, Mother Three is a very pointed critique of capitalism, and Pokey is, uh, if not the instrument, then the manipulator behind how uh, capitalism destroys a small community in Mother Three. That's a hell of a game on its own, but we're going to only talk about its central villain. And Pokey is sort of two... I mean, he's the same character. There's a consistency to it, but he's sort of two different kinds of villain in Earthbound and Mother 3. In Earthbound, he starts out as the annoying kid next door, and he rises in power and influence not through his own work, but by basically being a toady and a sycophant. He's like an annoying cultist going door-to-door in Tucson, and then he is an annoying, like... uh, I don't know, assistant to the mayor or something, uh, throwing around political power and using it to bully people and in foreside. And then, again, he's not uh, an officer or general in the alien invasion or something. He's a human that basically took sides with the aliens because he thought he was going to lose and and somehow got a a sweet-ass, like, like mecha suit that you have to battle him in. And he's Uh, designed for that. Like, it's, it's actually kind of creepy how they sort of, like, integrate him in with all that robot spidery capsule technology he's, he's definitely not a totally human anymore at that point probably yeah and in mother three um 
he's again for an indeterminate amount of time he's become a time traveling asshole and is uh and um amasses an army of people called the called the pig mask army which is which will definitely remind people of either uh nazi germany or the shocker army from common rider or both both if you're you <laughs> correct uh but the uh and then he uses that to destroy this small community and sort of uh build a giant metropolis in his image and become the god of a world that is going to repeat the mistakes of the previous world and pro- and basically end in fire and uh, we'll get into the finer points of what happens to him over the course uh, of this episode. But I, I want to um, ask you first, like, do we think he's a good villain or an effective villain? And and why? Uh, I, I'll go first. Yes, he's a good villain because he's so eminently hateable. Like, the, for the entirety of Earthbound, you want to punch him in the face. And if you play Mother 3, presumably you've already played Earthbound... When you realize who's behind all of this, that face punch instinct just comes roaring back. Uh, and, and yeah, that's about it. Like he, he's so eminently hateable that you want to stop him and defeat him. And I think that even if that's a somewhat uh, I don't know, a somewhat blunt reason to call him a good villain, I, I, I that's my that's my thoughts on it. Uh, what do we think? Are all, what else do we think makes Pokey a good villain? So I think Pokey is really interesting because his motivations aren't really that complex you know he's a kid who basically just wants to live who wants to live his life and have fun and have friends but it's what he stands for that i think gives us so much to chew on and so much to really um sit with as to where do we see pokey's behaviors and uh the kind of things he engages in in our own world i i think he he has more than a single motivation. He just doesn't he doesn't want mm-hmm. to just take over the world. Um although he ends up doing that and that's part of it. But like, when you're going through that gondola section near the end of Mother 3 and you see basically uh images from Ness's journey in Mother 3. Yep. Yeah, it, it becomes very clear that Pokey from the very beginning wanted to be Ness's friend. And uh And there's that that mm-hmm. moment sorry to interrupt. That moment in Earthbound where Pokey kind of asks the question about being Ness's friend, and then there's a pause, and he goes, "Just kidding, loser," kind of thing, and runs off mm. to to go dig himself deeper into villainy. I think Pokey deep down did want to be friends with Ness, but because Pokey is such an insufferable jerk, um, his concept of being friends was like Ness being his lackey or something, like or or, or like them getting to do stuff together, but Pokey always being in charge and Ness doing whatever Pokey wants. That's what Pokey's idea of friendship is, and I think because Pokey knows that Ness would never do that and knows that Ness is secretly cooler than Pokey, uh, <laughs> that 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 just drives Pokey completely bananas, and 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 that kind of uh, contempt. With like like bundled with wanting to be Ness's friend is part of what drives him, and also just a desire, the normal stuff, a desire for control, complete uh, self self obsession, all that normal, yep, all that yeah, all, yeah, all that normal stuff that would make you build an entire city named after yourself with a giant statue of yourself <laughs> uh, over on the over in the northeast corner. One thing I'd like to add um, about why he's a good villain is. And we kind of touched on it, but you can chart his course throughout the two games. And and he has a really neat and interesting trajectory of going from annoying, gaining power, 
lying low for a while to a point where you're not, you don't know where he is, like near the beginning of Mother 3 and then coming back and you have that moment of just, ah! Yeah. It's it, nice uh, that he has his, his own story. Yeah, I mean, he does go through his own journey that's mostly off screen and you and you're you know you stick around for different key points of the journey it's like oh now he's now he's this and now he's now he's this and he's consistently getting more powerful and more influential like you said it it, it just goes to a place that i don't think anyone could have predicted from the first 15 minutes of earthbound but uh now let's get into the category section of the podcast where i basically give you some prompts and we'll see what answers we come up with. The first category is called the worst behavior. What is the worst thing that Pokey does or accomplishes over the course of Earthbound and Mother 3? And I'll, I'll give you a couple starting, uh, starting examples, and we can pick among them or, or add to the list. Uh, first, basically the end game of Earthbound, uh, try, to, uh, in, try to invade and destroy the world. <laughs> then uh, second... Completely destroying Tasmili Village, uh, with you know you know with capitalism and fascism. Third, uh, I'm gonna say uh, a rather incredible amount of human and animal uh, torture and experimentation throughout the course of Mother Three. And fourth, uh, inadvertently bringing about the end of the world by uh, through your actions over the course of Mother Three. So what do we think? Uh, alien invasion, destroying Tasmili human and animal experimentation or ending the world what's the worst of those behaviors or is there something we want to add to the list i mean of the you know of the utilitarian sense like ending the world like pretty generally pretty bad thing uh, and and with that like also refusing to just go quietly and die <laughs> and instead just locking himself inside of his own prison essentially um like that reminded me of just when like billionaires and such that will just hide billions overseas in tax havens and such and then be like well i'm just going to hide all this over here and i'm going to refuse to be accountable to the taxes of uh my nation and i'm just going to like live off of their going broke essentially or, um, or like perhaps going into a super safe bunker when your uh, when your presence and leadership might need might need to be present. Exactly. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, especially when you are, you know, some measure of responsibility in what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one other thing. Uh, I guess Joe was alluding to it, but uh, Pokey never even one percent is willing to accept the consequences of his actions or take responsibility for anything. Nope. Not even, not even an ounce. <laughs> Part of why he's so eminent, eminently hateable. Can we also? I mean, this is more of like a fun thing, and probably this does not rank among his worst actions by any stretch. But it is some of his actions in Earthbound, and I think it just gives a good snapshot of what type of person Pokey is, even at the beginning. So I found a list of his skills when he's in the party with Ness. Briefly, he complains to Ness, uses Ness as a shield, pretends to cry. Smiles insincerely, plays dead, thinks to himself, apologizes profusely, tries to edge closer to the enemy, and acts all innocent. Yeah, when uh, Pokey's brother Picky joins the party for a slightly less amount of time, Picky occasionally deals one damage, and that's way more than Pokey ever does. Yep. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm pretty sure that their names were supposed to be Porky and Piggy. 
but then they got localized to pokey and picky, perhaps intentionally, uh, or or uh, but yeah, pokey porky, not the most useful party member. Nope. And and uh, I'm I'm basically with Joe. I think that the obvious choice here is uh, is your actions bringing about the end of the world at the end of Mother Three. But I think the one that disturbed me the most was the experimentation stuff, because near the very beginning of Mother Three, you see this friendly dinosaur. Uh, or Drago um, turned into a cyborg and like and destroying the family unit of these friendly dinosaurs, which oh, is which is God, which awful. is yeah, which is really disturbing. And then through the entirety of the game, you see these chimera experiments, which are clearly suffering animals that have been turned into monsters. And then in the last I don't know third or quarter of Mother Three, it's made very clear that these experiments are done on Porky's orders just because I don't know just because he's an asshole little kid that that wants to torture animals and j- just like those, these animals combined, these combined chimera animals are kind of wacky, but also sort of disturbing and awful. And the fact that Pokey has probably been doing this for decades, uh, and has, you know, built this whole ecosystem of horrible monsters. I, I don't know. That stuck with me an unusual amount of time. And, uh, yeah. and 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 I and I don't know if it's Pokey's worst behavior, but it's the one that I'll remember the m- the most vividly. Well, and I think that's something else that makes him a good villain is he's got these range of abhorrent behaviors. And yeah, the one with the biggest consequences, no question, destroying the world. But on a personal moral level, yeah, that one that one got to me a, mm-hmm. a lot. That and the 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 fact that he never takes responsibility for any of his actions ever. <laughs> Okay, so that's our thoughts on the worst behavior. The next category is called Maybe They Had a Point. And this is not a great category for villains that are, <laughs> that are just blankedly evil. Um, so, so, I mean, we've, the three we've done, Pokey, Kefka, and, and Luca Blight, and this doesn't really apply very well to any of those three. But, like, do we think that there was a justifiable, either logically or humanely, uh, point to their actions? that is is worth discussing like again the question is maybe they had a point and my answer here is basically no uh, uh <laughs> like like everything pokey does is out of selfishness or out of his child or out of childish whim and it's it's almost i don't think it's ever defensible like like maybe for self-preservation maybe he got in a lot of trouble with the cult and had to join them like like that that's the, the but that's not something that we can confirm exactly in the game i i, I don't think that any of Pokey's actions are justified to a sane person. Nope. Yeah, hot take, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just, just a no. No, no point. Yeah, I would say his actions are in no way justifiable, but I think this might be a good segment to mention his parents. Um, yeah, right. Their names, even their names are, are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, the, they, the, 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 the dad is Aloysius, but I don't remember the mother's yeah, name. The, the mom is Lardna. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they themselves are pretty awful people in a lot of ways. You learn that pretty quickly as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, still can't thing, forgive, uh, I still can't forgive his mom for killing those boys. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, And I, and I and thought it was, a, it was a slightly disturbing moment when Pokey created a restaurant in New Pork City where all of the wait staff were androids resembling his mom. It's like, whoa, Oof. that's this was a this is a complex I didn't need to know about. Yeah, yeah. that was yep. things, things got a little Freudian in the hamburger joint. 
Um, and, yeah. and Aloysius, he like, didn't he say that he loaned some money to Ness's dad, but he was like, oh, I loaned him so much money, but it like wasn't actually, am I remembering yeah. that right? He does say that, and, and I think the amount gets changed between versions, but yeah, and he's kind of like holding it over Ness's family. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. Yeah, so so there's that. And also, I'm in in the reading that I did about Porky Pokey in in general. I think in in some versions there are some suggestions that maybe he and Picky would be victims of some familial abuse. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a scene where Pokey and Picky get spanked for uh, for going out at night. But uh, but I think they they, they change the uh, the spanking sounds to like some kind of gobbledygook for the North American version of Earthbound, right? And, like one of the sound effects that's used elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but but the uh, there is an implication that uh, Pokey and Picky might have been abused, or or at least had a bad upbringing that could contribute to um, to Pokey's awfulness, but. That's a nature nurture argument that we don't need to have here. Mm -hmm. It's. It, I think the end result yep. is that Pokey is, is is absolutely horrible, and his actions aren't justified. But that uh, that yeah, brings us. Yeah, that brings me to the next point. Um, could they have been a hero? Is which is sometimes called the Jason Statham question. Uh, is there a scenario <laughs> where this villain could have changed sides and joined the heroes or become a hero? And my answer is. Uh, again, this is pretty similar to the uh, previous episodes. Uh, probably not, but it would have to be a. It would have to completely change the nature of the story of one of or both of these games. Like, um, like because because Pokey is such a coward. Uh, maybe if he decided, like somewhere in the middle of Earthbound, that uh, Gygus was in the wrong and Ness was going to win. Then he would try to then he would try to join Ness's side. <laughs> like it, it would it would have to be an issue of survival or or uh, or a power struggle that would have um, Pokey switch sides. Because other but otherwise, I, I can't think of a single scenario. Like like Pokey wants to always win, and he and uh, wants to always sort of be in control. And right. that uh, I I don't I and don't... he's given the opportunity to change sides multiple times. Yeah he. He could have easily just gone home, or or try, or decided to help Ness once instead of continuing on the path he's on. But he never does. It's so like mm -hmm. I, I guess he could have been the hero because Ness is just a bastion of goodness and and would have accepted help from from Pokey. Yep. But uh, I I can't think of a single scenario, or a single reasonable scenario that would that would have Pokey switch sides like that. I mean, it's it's like the uh, it's like the short story. A good man is hard to find. Like everyone's a good person when there's a gun to their head. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's applicable. <laughs> but but that that's the scenario that would have to present for Pokey to become one of the heroes. Shout out Flann Flannery O'Connor on this podcast. Not sure I've not sure I've made that reference in five years. <laughs> I think that, I think that's a I think that's a new one. But I think uh, from here on out, there's just going to have to be a mention of every uh, Irish author. Uh, so next week it'll be like James Joyce or something. Okay, I, first, first of all, first of all, I cannot stand James Joyce. <laughs> I I don't I don't I, I, I don't I, well I, I don't believe that to understand a work of literature you need to take two classes on it. 
which is more which is more right. of, which is more of a which is really more of either fin- Finnegan's Wake or Ulysses and not and not some of his yep. his shorter yep. works. But the uh, but he called it Ulysses and not Ulysses, which is also part of part of the yeah, which is also, <laughs> and the, which is also part of the narrative that he's presenting in it. And and uh, Flannery O'Connor is I think she was the child of Irish immigrants, but she's definitely American. It's all, all of all of her short yeah. stories and books take place in the American South. But uh, but yeah, a good man is hard to right. find, and and Pokey is not a good man. But maybe maybe Pokey has time to acquire all the knowledge fully needed to understand Finnegan's Wake while he's in his absolutely safe capsule. I think I would need ten thousand years to understand Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> Wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> you could play. You could just play all the Disgaea games in that time. I, well, okay. First of all, to, to beat Disgaea One, you only need like it's it's like only a twenty-five or thirty-hour game, uh, really. Because uh, again, the final boss is level ninety in Disgaea One. But the thing is, the point to Disgaea is not just beating the final boss; it's the completely insane wealth of content beyond that. So to prop to properly play and, and experience all of the Disgaea series, maybe you would need ten thousand years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But if we were to do Disgaea One for the podcast, which I have suggested many times, but no one seems to no one seems to support it, <laughs> uh, it, it would be a much more reasonable time frame. But okay, could Pokey have been a hero? Uh, probably not. I don't think he even could have been a hero sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he could have been. But, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, he, he no. He thinks he is the hero of the story, and that and that Ness is being unfair. That uh, that Ness isn't letting isn't letting Pokey play by uh, play. Basically, he's like he won't let me play their game. Kind of like whiny child kind of uh, kind of statement. But uh, it's Pokey's in the wrong here. He he is being outwardly vile, but thinks really? but yeah, but but thinks that he is the main character of the, of this saga. The way he doubles down when during the final battle in Earthbound, when he sees the sacrifice that Ness and company have made, turning themselves into robots, and he's like, "Wow, you look dumb. I'm so much cooler than you." It's like, "Oh my god!" This is probably a bit of a, a strange. Uh, this is probably a bit of a strange um, comparison to make, but it reminds me a bit of Andrew Ryan um, from Bioshock, where he's like, "Well, I needed to go to Rapture because." I'm the hero, and I need to make a bastion for other heroes. And it's like, no, you're a villain. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess at, at some point, a, a villain is so engrossed in their own villainy they can't see anything else. And it, it's it's uh, a, a a lot of villains and a lot of you know uh, bad leaders, say of the United States, are completely unaware, self unaware of uh, of 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 their actions, which is infuriating to people on the outside, but. They they probably make sense in their own head somehow, and that that I think that's it's fair to say that's where Pokey is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, the next category is something called bonus footage, and we maybe uh, I don't know we, we we might have dipped into bonus footage a little bit already on this podcast, but the concept here is is there a scene that we know happens or are at least pretty sure happens, but it is not explicit in the text of the game that we would have liked to see. So like 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 uh, we 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 see Pokey in in glimpses in Earthbound and really mo- only at the end of Mother Three. But is there a part of either game or in the time between the two games that we wish we could have seen in game, even if it wasn't a flashback or something, just out of sheer interest? Uh, I'll, I'll 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 put my answer first, and you, get, you so the two of you can think about it a little bit. Um, 
I want to see the building of the pig mask army. He, really, he goes from like zero to general, where we we see him at the end of Mother Three. I'm sorry, at the end of Earthbound to the advent of the pig mask army in, in Mother Three. I, I want to see how it got started. Like, did he raise an unthinkable amount of money and pay for everything? Took some notes from when he was in the in Carpenter's Blue cult and and started his own cult and turned the cult into an army. Like, I I want to see at least a little bit of how the pig mask army started, but because we really, yeah. really it's for, it's zero to army from, uh, from the, the player's perspective. Maybe he kind of earned his power and wealth because his father gave him a small loan of a million dollars <laughs> <laughs> to just, to just, to just beat over the head that, uh, that I, I didn't really think about it before, but just a lot of the similarities to, uh, to, to Trump in, in appearance and in temperament, it's kind of interesting in that way. <laughs> It, it it's at least implied that Aloysius is wealthy, even though their house is uh, is not exactly a mansion. But the uh... <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one of several. Maybe who knows? <laughs> well, he had ten thousand years to do it, so maybe he just uh, did the Futurama thing and uh, uh, put money into a bank account, <laughs> then fast forwarded a few thousand years and collected on the interest, and then try and traveled back again. Oh, cheating. Uh, that's a much more sensible plan than taking back a magazine thin book of sports statistics back in time and then and then and then and then gambling that 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 part of back to the future 2 never sat well with me but arguably which one's more fun i like the sports i like the sports one <laughs> sure i mean or or you could do the hot tub time machine version and found google but name it after yourself so that lugal is a tech giant in the 20 in the 2010s so yeah like um how how pokey founded the pig mask army and or made his fortune uh, is that an interesting bit of bonus footage is there uh something else that uh that you'd suggest we would like to see in a in i don't know some kind of mother interlude how did he escape from gigas or gigas you know yeah. in like was was Gigas defeated at the completely defeated at the end of Earthbound and Porky just kind of slipped away or I I wonder what exactly happened there. I I mean I don't know of course uh, there is some kind of space travel and time travel technology at play here because we know that because right. Gigas is attacking from the future which is a concept I still don't one hundred percent understand. Uh, I, I, my, my assumption is that he slipped away into some Gigas technology and then just got out of there with time travel or or in some kind of safety capsule. But we we don't know for sure. I, I also would like to know how that went down. Yep, you two hit on the main two things that I would have wanted, but a slightly sillier one. I like just a vignette of him doing grunt work, like as he's going around in Earthbound, you know, helping Mare's assistant in Foreside. Going around and campaigning, knocking on doors. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, um, maybe I don't know. Printing out some flyers. Getting chased out of Saturn Valley. I'd like that. Yeah, when Ness and the crew were taking down Master Barf and exploring and defeating zombies in Three, Pokey was just a a, a, a mailroom guy at the at at, Mon- <laughs> at the at the Monotoli building. Exactly. Exactly. So what happened there? We will never know. Because this is the, there are no DVD extras in uh, in 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 Earthbound, to my knowledge. Part of it is just me wondering, like how, when he gets to these starting points in Earthbound, 
I just I can't imagine him doing the work in any of these cases. So, yeah, I'd like to find out more. All right, so let's go on to the next category: uh, fair fight or unfair fight. Um, how does Pokey match up to uh, the heroes of the story? Like uh, Ness and his team versus Pokey, Lucas and his team versus Pokey. Who do we think is undermatched? Who do we think is overmatched? I'll, I'll go with my ahead with my thoughts. I think that um, Pokey is so hilariously overmatched by Ness that it's not even close. Like like again, put all of Pokey's. Uh, power is unearned. He 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 sort of like he whined and toadied his way to the top, to the fact to and it's basically four really great likable kids against the worst kid in the world who and and and, and four kids who sort of earned their power versus one kid who hasn't earned their power. Uh, but yep. then, but the flip side of that is, I mean, I don't want to say his power in Mother Three is earned necessarily, but Pokey is the commander of an enormous army and the uh and basically a deity within his own little world in uh in, in Mother Three. And so when Lucas, Kumatora, Duster and Boney face him, it's like, oh the, these are I mean, I, I, these are four characters I like way more than Pokey, of course, but really it's it, it it's four it's oh, it's three misfits and a dog against someone with an unbelievable with unbelievable resources at his disposal. So I, I think that Pokey is sort of Overmatched against Ness, but then undermatched against Lucas, and satisfyingly loses both times. Yeah, I, I, I would add that Pokey's a good foil for both Ness and Lucas in terms of, you know, being selfish versus being unselfish. Or like you said, earning power versus having it handed to you, and just considering others, working with others, all of that. They're kind of good opposites. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think with them being kind of unmatched, it's it's about realness in in a way, and it's kind of the, the way I think about you know someone who you know I might not be uh, in my own life. I'm you know not as powerful or as influential as these you know terrible people. Um, but I do take some solace in the facts of knowing that that I have more joy and love in my life than they'll ever know, <laughs> and that's no that's no substitute for being able to you know make things less awful for people rather than more. But it does help you sleep at night in a way. All right, yeah. So maybe he overmatches those three that uh, are the the party at the end of Mother Three in. Uh in power and influence and resources, but he does not match up to them in, in self-love or the love of others. <laughs> Never in heart. Yeah, Never. It, it does, it, it does kind of, it does sound a bit silly, I guess, with that, but you know, it's, you, you know, can you, can you imagine just like locking, being so obsessed with yourself that you lock yourself in this sort of uh, time capsule for, to live out the, the rest of your days where you can't escape? Like you're that obsessed with, yourself and being all being completely isolated that you do that it's it's like it's a little bit howard hughes but with all with but without all of the charm and interest and interest really like like i mean you you do you do hear stories of extremely powerful people completely losing their minds in in uh in, in paranoia but I don't know to see it play out this way is and and also to see how pokey meets his end is 
I don't know, like a, a bit satisfying, but also just a little pathetic. And I, I and I think that's that's probably what Itoi was going for. Like, uh, like, like Pokey is even at his most powerful and mo and uh, having almost everything he wants, he's still just pathetic. And in terms of interacting with the world, he has nothing at all. Ultimately. Yeah, and uh, that brings me to the next category. Uh, this is category is called regrets, and we're going to talk about characters other than Pokey for a few minutes. Um, is there a character in this game who has regrets in a way that they wish they could have stopped Pokey or wish they had done something different within the story of Earthbound or Mother 3? And I, I have two answers for this. Um, and, and if you uh, have other suggestions, then um, uh, please add them to the list. First is kind of obviously Ness. Uh, it, it, I'm not saying Ness should have treated Pokey, Pokey differently, but maybe if uh, Ness had, I don't know, ended Pokey's life <laughs> in the in the future, then uh, then all, all of the stuff then all of the stuff could have never happened, which is not something that Ness would really be interested in doing. Or if uh, if Ness's relationship with Pokey had been a little different growing up, then Pokey could have uh, could have changed his ways. It's uh, I don't want to blame Ness for anything because I don't I don't think he's uh, I I think Ness is innocent in this. It, like uh, he. Yeah, uh, Pokey did all of this himself, but I'm sure that Ness has like if Ness, uh, he Ness probably didn't live out to the end of the world in Earthbound because we know that there that there was a, a global conflict that ended the world and then the Tasmanian village was survivors creating a new village. Um, right. I, like like Ness probably didn't live out that far, but I, I'm sure Ness has some regrets that like and if. if Either from an afterlife or if he has advanced knowledge somehow, he has some regrets on on if he could have done something better to prevent Pokey's reign of terror. Oh yeah. But and the, the, the second and the second one's a little bit more specific, and I'll I'll only be a second. It's Doctor Andonuts. Um, some mm-hmm. sometime during Pokey's rampage through the future, he goes back in time, kidnaps Doctor Andonuts from the Earthbound timeline, and has Doctor Andonuts work as his chief scientist, developing technology for the Pigmask Army including the chimeras and the super safe capsule and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm sure Dr. Andonuts, even though, even if his life was threatened or even if his uh, son Jeff was threatened or, or else what, or, or whatever else has regrets about that and wish he had, a, he had stood up for himself and not done so. So those are the two I thought of the first, um, Dr. Andonuts and Ness himself. Do we uh, have anyone else that we think has regrets about Pokey? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Klaus. I mean, in a, not necessarily that he has regrets about Pokey, but he has regrets because of Pokey. You know, he had sought out to, um, he had sought out to avenge his mother. And what had happened was he was captured at some point by the pig mass and experimented on and, and turned into this uh, shell. You know, this kid was just turned into a shell that is now essentially a killing machine up until the, the very end of the game um and and that drives him to um essentially kill himself because he is just full of these regrets because of how he's been played and how he's been used by pokey and the pig masks uh, yeah i thought of that pretty quickly um let's see i would add in terms of Ness, I think I have a little bit of evidence, and that's when Ness is in Magicant in Earthbound. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you do see Pokey 
and you see some version of him that you know still wants to be Ness's friend. Mm. So, you know, I, I think Ness is ever hopeful and probably does have some regrets around Pokey in that respect too. I don't remember that scene in Magicant, but there's a lot of things like that in Magicant. I'm not I'm not doubting you, but uh <laughs> that, that that would be a um a, a point of evidence in favor of that of that theory. Pokey obviously has some regrets. I, I don't think everything turned out exactly how he wanted, but he uh, he whined and complained and bullied people every step of the way. And uh, again, I don't think he is the most complex villain, or not even necessarily the most interesting villain, but at least interesting enough to have a conversation about. But you just hate him so much because. I mean, yep. I, I, mean I, I grew up as a, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the United States where I was um, bullied a little bit, but I always had my group of friends to, to, to stick by. And, um, and, 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 you know, there, and there was, even, even if they weren't bullies, bullies there were kids in, in, I knew growing up that I just hated because of, I, I don't know, be, be, just because of, um, of some specific trait or what they did to me or others. And Pokey just reminds me of every pissant kid that I hated growing up. Like, um, the, the bullies and the, the whiners that would, uh, that would not, not work hard or earn something but get, but get what they wanted by throwing tantrums. And even, even like, the, the, uh, the older kids that would just be awful to younger kids on the swim team or in Boy Scouts or whatever, but would be on their best behavior for whenever there was an adult in the room. That, you know, like an Eddie Haskell kind of person. Every undesirable trait I remember from other boys growing up um, is is wrapped into Pokey in some way, and so and for him to remind me of those and remind me of uh, present day and historical fascists and present day and historical uh, um, misbehaving billionaires, th th there's just so much to hate about him, and I think that's what makes him a good villain. Not because he's complex or interesting, but because I just hate him so much, and they the game emotionally manipulated me into doing so, but. Whatever, like props, uh, like <laughs> pokey. <laughs> yeah, and I and I totally agree with you. Uh, agree with you on that. It's just it it is just kind of a culmination of uh, bullies and and rich kids and those who um, were just really um, who just pouted until they got what they wanted, and you could and you could. Um, when you were competing with them or something, you couldn't win because they would throw a tantrum or they would get really upset or they'd get mad or they'd hate you or something instead of just accepting that. Um, and on our Mother's Three podcast, I talked about playing video games against kids where um, they would like turn off the game or get angry if you beat them in a video game. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, I'm just better at you about it. And I'm not gloating or anything. I just, this is a game where there's a win and a loss. Uh, if you choose to look at it like that, it doesn't say anything about us. Like, we're just doing this for fun. Damn. <laughs> right. Get good, children. No, just kidding. Get, yeah, get good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that part of growing up, especially when you're interacting with other people your age, is learning how to be a good winner and a good loser. 
and 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 nobody likes a bad winner or a bad loser. No one. And um, nobody nobody really likes losing. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, and and I I wasn't always a good winner or a good loser when I was a kid. I had to, like I was I would I would. I, I would get mad or emotional about things and, and did not always behave perfectly. But I don't know. Um, yep. l- let's say that thousands of games of everything from, say, Street Fighter to Settlers of Catan, I've lost so many matches and learned to accept losses and learn from losses in a way that I l- losing does not bother me even 1% as much now as it did 25 years ago. And Pokey never learned that lesson, even an ounce, over tens of thousands of even years. Even a thousand years <laughs> yeah. old, right? Time traveler. And it's such a binary win-lose that he has that it's like, I'm still going to win if I lock myself in this isolation, if, in this isolation cell for thousands of years more. It's like, that's your idea of winning? Re- removing the win and loss conditions is an internal win in his eyes right, somehow. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay! Um, so, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this journey across two different uh, games. We've done six episodes on the Mother series for Retro Encounter, uh, two in 2017 on Earthbound, then an Earthbound sequel uh, uh, two years later, then two episodes on Mother 3 earlier this year, and now this uh, final episode on Pokey Minch. Uh, that was... I think a pretty good discussion. Like for a character that is basically just everything you hate about bratty kids mixed with everything you hate about billionaire fascists, uh, <laughs> it's it, it's it's a you know Pokey's been through his own journey that uh, is not the same journey he wanted. I, th- I mean, deep down he wanted to be Ness's friend. He wanted to be the hero of the story, but uh, he's the only person that thinks that. And uh, and and thank you mm-hmm. so much, Hillary and Joe, for uh, for joining me for this episode. Yeah, and shout out to Ness's mom for being the the only one who doesn't give Pokey what he wants and yeah. serves Ness's favorite food. <laughs> you know, it, it's appreciated that a series called Mother has some pretty good moms in it. That's uh, 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 Ness's mom and Hinawa are are, are two real ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners, that's enough about Earthbound and or Mother 3. Uh, let's finally talk about uh, something else. In July, we have uh, most of the rest of the month planned out. We're going to do an episode on Trials of Mana either next week or the week after. I'm still trying to figure that out. We haven't record the, recorded the episode, of course, uh, because we did an episode on Trials of Mana or two episodes on Trials of Mana a year ago in July 2019, and we're, we want to bring it back again one year later to discuss Trials of Mana in the context of the recent remake that came out in April. So uh, we have a couple people that have finished that game, and we're going to discuss the Trials of Mana remake and sort of in a sort of before and after episode that posts later this month. But also in July, we're doing two episodes on Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, the Super Famicom game that was ported to the Saturn and PlayStation, and then much later to the PSP. And I'm pretty sure everyone on that podcast is going to be playing the PSP uh, remake that makes a lot of changes, uh, probably for the better, better. That's how you're playing it, right, Joe? Yes, I am, and it's really good. Excellent. I have barely started that game, so I have a lot more Tactics Ogre ahead of me in the next few weeks. Uh, but uh, thinking ahead to the future a little bit, we do have August's game picked out. Um, for August, Retro Encounter is going to be playing Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, a game that was mentioned casually a few times in the GB epi- GBA episode a few months ago, and in the tournament episode last month. Um, uh, it's a game that we have had, that's been kicking around the ideas board um, for Retro Encounter for a couple years at least. And 
Um, it's a, again, it's a GBA game, but it did have a 3DS remake a couple years ago, and that's how I'll be playing it this time around. And and I haven't played Superstar Saga since my first run of it on the GBA, probably less than a year after it came out. So it has been 15 years or longer since I've played Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, and I'm really eager to get to it after I finish Tactics Ogre. So uh, one last future episode to discuss. Uh, episode 250 is coming pretty soon. Um, we're at 243 now, so if my math is right, that's less than two months before we get to episode 250. 250 is going to be a mailbag episode, so please send us emails with questions, concerns, anything you want to ask us, but especially suggestions for games to play on the podcast, because we will be taking... Uh, a cue from episode 250 for a future episode of Retro Encounter, just like in episodes uh, 100 and 150. And uh, to either give us material for 250 or or contact us directly, the way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can also comment on the message boards, visit the Facebook page, visit our Instagram page, go on RPGFanCom Twitter. We have a Discord, we have a Twitch channel, something streaming every day on Twitch. And also three other podcasts, Random Encounter about randomness every two weeks, Phoenix Edge about current events every week, and Rhythm Encounter, which has been on hiatus for a long time, but may yet return. We are exploring our options with Rhythm Encounter, and I am personally excited. So if you want to review Retro Encounter or those other three podcasts, you can do so on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcast listening venue you use. Please leave ratings and reviews. It helps a lot, and we love feedback. So... Uh, Joe and Hillary, let's tell the listeners how they can reach each of us directly, starting with you, Hillary. Sure. Um, Hillary at RPGFan.com is the email, and the Discord's another good way to reach me. I am EP Fire there. And Joe. You can find me on RPG Fan social medias on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find me personally on Twitter, uh, Discord, and Instagram as at EvoLeast. And listeners, if you want to find me on the internet, the best way to do so is Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times. Uh, and you can also find me sometimes on RPG Fans Discord as Monsoon Mike. So, uh, listeners, panelists, everyone out there, except for certain billionaire world leaders who have a superficial resemblance to the subject of this podcast, thank you, good night, and good luck. <laughs>